0: episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheatreTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Drag Race Down Under has officially begun, and let me tell you, there were some gags. It's time to break it all down, as I'm joined by a lady who is very used to being Down Under. It's Arya Close. How are you?
1: Hello. It's so nice to be back yet again.
0: Yes, I'm so glad to have you for this fun premiere. Um, I watched it at 3 a.m. when it came
1: out. I watched it three minutes before this podcast because I like <laughs> to what? Cut it close. There you go.
0: Um. Yeah, fun, fun, weird, different. It's a show that we know, but it's also a show that is not what we know.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting to see what they kind of brought in. That's new, but also a lot of some, you know, rehashing of some old things. Yeah,
0: um, and we're gonna we'll discuss all of the things familiar and and um, fresh, but yeah, overall, I'm excited. I think I like this.
1: Yeah, it has that same excitement of when I first watched Drag Race UK. Yeah, and none of that. Oh no, what's happening when I watch Drag Race Canada?
0: That's fair, that's fair. And I feel like this one is kind of in the middle of it because UK had a flash and pizzazz and it was a production. Canada was, we have a budget. This is, <laughs> we will give you the production, a.k.a. RuPaul, but you're on a budget.
1: Yeah, and obviously the talent of these girls is definitely going to explode this season alone.
0: Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about the prize because they get to win something, but they don't get to win <laughs> much um it's a cash prize of thirty thousand dollars and a one-year supply of revolution beauty cosmetics um yeah
1: okay so thirty thousand is this like australian dollars i don't know what the currency conversion the is.
0: currency conversion is if it's thirty thousand american dollars it's less than australia
1: oh my that's okay so yeah. all, maybe they have like a weird law in place like the uk does about. no i don't think so i think
0: that they're they're just being um dirty
1: cheap (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm sure we'll get to it later but the 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 winner got a three thousand dollar tip i'm like if you just win every challenge you could walk away with the same prize money
0: (laughs) correct absolutely but you also get revolution beauty cosmetics which i don't know much about
1: Neither do I, and it's also uh, very interesting to see. I think the company underneath it, it's based in London. I'm like, the Brits and Australia, dicey history there. But, um, (laughs) you know, slap a little makeup on it, we'll all make better. It's true.
0: (laughs) Speaking of makeup, I can't wait until we discuss that. Um, Since the entrance look is the same as the promo look, we will not be discussing them in detail, as you can hear those critiques on the preview podcast um but don't worry aria we got a lot of oh fun yes, ways to talk about um so the workroom is like i would call basic um there's like as i said no pizzazz to it um it feels very low budget and it's small it's very tiny
1: yeah it's they're definitely you know <laughs> trying those filming angles like a real estate agent in new york it's a studio bedroom you got 10 girls in it it's fine yeah
0: Um, It really felt for me like RuPaul was a guest at a show that wasn't (laughs) his.
1: Yeah, pretty much, especially um, you know because the makeup never arrived. But we'll get to that. too. we will discuss.
0: (laughs) Um, So Art Simone comes in saying, "Isn't here to fuck spiders." I don't know the reference, but it must be an Australian thing. Um, She came in wearing the same look she wore to DragCon and took a photo in front of the workroom entrance at DragCon. How full circle, I kind of live for it. I kind of love it. Also, why do they bring in art first?
1: I mean, set the expectations high. I will die on my hill that I love art. So, yeah. The fact that she came in first, I also think, yeah, it's kind of like an iconic moment to be like joking around. So, yeah, I wore this dress at DragCon. I took this photo in front of the faux workroom. And I'm gonna just walk in this way,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess it's not a gag she's on. And if you're not gonna get like the drama of an entrance that she's gonna be on, you might as well put the bitch first because she likes to talk and stir shit. and that's good TV,
1: yeah. We needed her in first, especially mm-hmm. I mean, stoking the fire with these other two we're gonna about. yeah, too.
0: Um, but the bitch is polished. and she says she is very ochre which I have learned is, is Australian for meaning uh, rough and in an uncultivated manner. So kind of like cockney.
1: Okay. Um, I did not have a chance to look that one up, but thank you for that.
0: I, I did a lot of research. I did a lot more research for this than I thought I was going to, but we got we got to educate the children and, and the Australians, if you are listening, please educate me because I'm so lost on a lot of this. But um, yeah, yeah. I also will say art's confessional look is all about those chompers. Yeah. Just the angle they have her on. It's all teeth.
1: Yeah. The, I don't think anyone's really like, I mean, besides our our trade, although art, I, I could argue art is definitely. I never, trade.
0: I never, ever found art Simone attractive, but in that confessional, I was like, I'm I... oddly attracted to you right now.
1: I fall asleep basically watching Instagram stories, and art stories are always the longest. I can basically take an <laughs> entire nap while watching them, and she'll be in and out of drag. And it's just like the look paired with the personality. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah.
0: Well, next up, Maxi Shield. What the bloody hell is going on around here? Uh, she's 46 from Sydney and has big boobs and a big bum. We learned that Art and Maxie seem to know each other. Uh, and Maxie wants to know if Art's huge social media presence will translate to television. And honestly, that is the big question of the season.
1: Yeah, I think it's a valid concern for those, obviously, who followed all of these girls on Instagram and like kind of watch them do their thing. Especially if we just learned a lot of these girls recently. Yeah. So uh, they haven't really been out acting. I mean, they've been doing their thing recently cuz you know they're in a better place than us they sure um, are um but for those little snippets that we have seen of the girls on stage i think it's going to go very well
0: yeah yeah um i think she will too I, and again they they gave her her own show already they already have stock in her so it it, it can't go poorly but we've been gagged on the show before so we'll we'll see Next up is JoJo Zaho. She says, "Bite the pillow, ladies. Mama's a hoe, and she's going and dry."
1: Choices, yeah. Uh, well, it definitely does take on a bit more of a crude uh, yeah. opening line for uh, quite a few, including uh, one of our lovely judges. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- those are rough words, and especially when you are coming out in a, a plastic dress like that. Yeah. We can... um
0: yeah she also talks very softly very yes. very very soft um I think her confession looks she's very very cute um I would cuddle with her but I also um she says she's a top really really did she really? say that um I I think she was alluding to it you know because she says she's going in dry <laughs> <laughs> well I have i mean i uh our my australian correspondent uh tom knows her so i'll have to get the uh, the tea on that um also tom got to meet someone uh, who is the trade of the season the other night and god damn it why do you have to be racist but we're not gonna discuss that
1: yeah oh yeah i read that mm-hmm. That's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah.
0: yeah anyway jojo uh she says she is a proud bird pie warami queen Uh, The pie are the indigenous people of New South Wales. Um, Cool. We love learning about uh, Aboriginal people. Again, the girls seem to know each other. Um, She tells us that... She says when she opens her mouth, she sounds like a lesbian... uh, That Maxie sounds like a lesbian truck driver, but... uh, or, Or no, she sounds like a lesbian truck driver, but I didn't really quite get that. I think she sounded fine.
1: Yeah, I think she... Didn't come across in that kind of brash, brutish yeah. way. Again, she talks very kind of softly. So I, yeah,
0: I I don't get truck driver, but go off. But it's time for a kiwi. It's Electra Shock. She was a model before the accident.
1: It's kind of so hackneyed at this point. Like I mean, mm-hmm. you can see you saw the other girls roll their eyes. They're like, oh okay, yeah. whatever.
0: Um, but finally, they don't know who she is, even though she was a contestant on another drag reality show.
1: But more on that later.
0: Um, Art did seem to know her a little bit, because I know Art must have known House of Drag, so she's she's aware of that situation. But um, we got to see her confessional look, and the look is not what you thought you were going to see. That gap, the bald head, kind
1: of attractive too, though. Bit of a transformation on that one.
0: Very much so. Very, very much so. But um, speaking of transformations, um, JoJo doesn't know who's more parched, her or Electra's wig.
1: That wig. Oh, my God. I've, I've worn a, a crusty-ass wig in my time, and my time mm-hmm. is short, but I don't think I've approached anything as thirsty as that wig was. It
0: was terrible.
1: Like, even... All you need was a a slight brush. Just a slight brush and you could have like given it some water. Like it's your entrance look girl. Get your shit together. The only thing I would say maybe, maybe on like devil's advocate is obviously they also shot photos in these looks. So maybe she kept touching it because she was touching in the workroom too.
0: I have a theory. I have a theory. Um, you know how they did the when we get to the mini challenge? I think that's where they did their photo shoot. I think it was all combined.
1: Oh my God, you're right. It was a it green probably screen. is, yeah.
0: That's my theory. That is my theory, but <laughs> who knows? Who who really knows? But um, good budgeting. <laughs> it really there's they cut a lot of corners, so many corners. But um, this discussion about thirsty wig is going to happen all episode. But she calls herself a bitch with a heart and she's expensive. Expensive not the word I would use, but again, go off, sis. Electra says she's from Auckland. Uh, Tamaki Makurara. Don't really know what that really means, but that is just like a region of the city, I guess. So it's like a uh, uh, um, uh, Hell's Kitchen, perhaps. I don't know the one-on-one version of it. But if someone from Auckland is listening, please, I'd love to know. Electra is a dancer. She's been doing drag for eight years. And cue the awkward silence because eight years? Really? This is what you're going to show for eight years? But Electra is not to be underestimated and that's going to be a theme for the season, I can tell.
1: Yeah, I think she's definitely got a few things kind of hidden away. I think maybe this little workroom appearance is just an unfortunate situation.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of unfortunate situations, who's ready to paint the town? Scarlet. Dear Scarlet, I wish you weren't racist. I would like to make love with you. Jesus fucking Christ, that confessional look was yummy.
1: Yeah, I um, I was trying to multitask and I stopped everything I was doing and I just stared at the screen and drooled for a little while.
0: Yeah, um, as I mentioned, uh, Tom had met her the other night. Um, he did not, in fact, give her my number, which I'm a little disappointed about, <laughs> but that's fine very attractive boy very 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 attractive boy and honestly this is a terrible comment and i apologize to all the other attractive boys out there not surprised you're a racist because you think you can get away with everything Unfortunately, i know someone who's a very attractive boy and is slightly a racist but that's for off the podcast anyway Ooh. um she says that button i know right She says that she is from Boorloo, which has nothing to do with Perth in Western Australia. Um,
1: And she's the only Western Australian girl. Correct.
0: She is the only one. Uh, If you know, if you thought my geography for UK was bad, girl, Australia, New Zealand is going to be a mess this season. I don't, I didn't know there was anything else besides Sydney and Melbourne. (laughs) Melbourne. Um, Yeah. So she is a fierce fashion bitch. When Scarlett says that she is a burlesque uh, performer and has a dance background, Electra thinks there's going to be a rivalry, and Scarlett says there's no rivalry, rivalry because look at them. Um, again, Scarlett has all the potential of being a superstar. She fucked it up before the season even started. It's so unfortunate.
1: Yeah, sometimes people just rise at the wrong time before they you know shit themselves on the stage. It's true oh my good gay girly god you guys this is
0: what all the fuss is about it's coco jumbo Coco's a lot of fun she's a lot of personality um
1: that's legitimately like the only thing that was a terrible word <laughs> um legitimately uh that is legitimately the only word i have next to coco's name on my notes is just fun
0: yeah um she says that she's got the community under her belt i don't know what that means i don't know what is she, is she the face of Sydney drag? I don't know, but perhaps. Coco is not impressed with Electra or her thirsty wig. Um, as she says, give her the whole ocean. <laughs> that was funny. She, she, she's going to be a shady one. I, I'm, I'm excited for Coco. Um, and then we have an entrance from Kidamine who says, how delightfully camp. As Electra says, the boss is here. Hugh, the backstory and part of the drama of the season. Um, let's talk about that confessional look There's a lot of leopard print going on.
1: Yeah, it's it's very distracting. Yeah, as, I mean, that paired with Kidda's like bright personality, too. I mean, it's yeah. gonna get worse in a moment, but <laughs> like it's a lot.
0: It is, and I mean, she calls herself a larger than life party clown. I understand it. I can totally see that. Um, we, we now will learn that she owns Kaluzy Cabaret in Auckland with her best friend, Anita Wiglet. More on that later. Um, but Art, Art recognized Electra when she walked in and then Kitta walks in and she's like, does that make you her boss? <laughs> um, and then there's the joke of if you want your job back when you get back. I like this, but Art Simone is a shitster and I live. She says to Kida that she feels like there's another person who's with her. It's Kidda and Anita, but it's nice to do something without her. And she might as well remove the coattail bitch. I live, but you fully know you both were coming. Come on.
1: Right. There's no way that these two people who number one own an establishment together are randomly taking vacations at the same time. I understand COVID restrictions, maybe the bar or cabaret was closed or whatever, but you're out three employees, pretty much two owners and one employee. What's happening at that bar while everyone's <laughs> off filming? Right. Not everybody and, could be on a cruise ship visiting the grandmother and getting plastic surgery for X. Right.
0: And, and it's like, okay, I'm a, a co owner of this bar. I, I'm i on drag race. You, you're going to tell your co owner that you got to go away. So they, yeah, you gotta this is obviously, music. um, they, they, this is contrived, but it's good drama. It was really funny. And I, I'm excited to see this dynamic um you can't kill a cockroach it's etc etc bitch your antennas are falling um i i hope i don't offend with this comment but what in the non-binary hell is that confessional look
2: she just pulled every
0: yeah she pulled everything out of her closet closet and put it on her body and says i'm a kook but i'm excited for her she's kind of fun
1: i like her she does seem like she's got a few surprises in there too because even like uh, she made a cockroach look kind of cute yeah it, it was the fashionable. fact you know she might have got stepped on on our way in she had <laughs> the one <wonky> one. <laughs> yeah but, um
0: yeah she says she's a glamour bug a 50s and 60s hollywood on crack um yeah that that's i could see that especially as we will see her later on but art decides to call her antennas antlers and i think that was really shady because cl- she knows she she knows she's not a, a, an animal with antlers those are fucking antennas i love art someone this is so funny um and then maxi said even as a cockroach she looks great and she's half her age um but obviously the two of them are from sydney so they do know each other and um etc cetera, etc cetera. Is going to be really interesting um i think she'll be a fan favorite i think
1: yeah, she definitely proves herself a little later on, too.
0: Yeah. Well, it's time to wiggle it. It's Anita it. As I say, wiggle to the top, wiggle to the top. Utica, you got some competition. Um, Anita in Confessional. Oh, my God. What is this character? I mentioned it on the other podcasts. This is a campier version of Margo Cummings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I... <sighs> My only <laughs> note next to Anita is just a lot. That's like, yeah. I wrote it twice because I thought she was a lot when she walked in and then in her confessional, she was still doing a lot. It is like, she's operating on like, not even <laughs> like crank it up to 10. She's on 12 and she's staying there.
0: Yeah. Um, she's 31 years old, but looks at least 40. I thought that was a hilarious line. Um, she calls herself a drunk aunt at Christmas. So she's basically Vanadu. um and then electra says to anita that she's not at work and anita jumps back with if you were at work you'd still be doing nothing i love this dynamic i fucking love the dynamic again for those who don't know there was a tv show called house of drag it was for new zealand drag i'm learning i'm I'm feeling like it's now closer to camp wanakiki because it feels like the people who were employed there were on it but kita and anita were the two hosts electra came in second season two They know each other very intimately. So we have not had this kind of dynamic on the show before. Like people have known each other, but people haven't like actually had this kind of dynamic. So this is really fun.
1: Yeah. There's going to be a lot of behind the scenes kind of relationship in this one. And is that going to lend itself to backstabbing? Is it going to lend itself to no weaknesses and strengths?
0: absolutely and if you're art simone you're ready to push uh the button again because she's back asking <laughs> kita if she wants to say what she said about anita earlier And anita says that when kita feels threatened she has to bring other people down so let's hear it i was like ooh, ooh. so like maybe the theory of they didn't know each other we gonna be on could have happened in that moment because if i was your co-owner and found you on drag race i'd be pissed that you didn't tell me but also you should be pissed that i didn't tell you um, but I'm excited. These two are really interesting. Um, Keita does share that there's coattail riding and they have th- fun banter. Karen from finance. I love when we get the outtakes. When Karen walks in, she literally cannot see the mark and keeps walking. Honestly, this is one of the most iconic entrances. I love it. I fucking loved it.
1: But also, do we really think it was an outtake? Because Karen is that funny, Karen. Karen also knows Drag Race. She knows you don't walk that far from the entrance. Like no, horrible. that's the thing.
0: I think she overshot it, and then she's like,
1: "Fuck <laughs> she it, just I'm gonna keep going. it." I
0: really think that was the case. Um, she's so funny. Uh, as her just line is, "Looks like we're gonna need a bigger locker for this hat." Um, and I did not say this on the podcast last time. I apologize. That look, is a reference to Jane Fonda. The Jane Fonda. Yes.
1: Yes, it so is. Smart.
0: So smart. Um, she reminds me of Name Redacted, and I do not like that at all because I like Karen from Finance.
1: Yes, but I think I mean, we kind of face this little controversy every year about mm-hmm. like comparing queens to other queens. Mm-hmm. And it does become an easy thing to do, especially Absolutely. on like multiple seasons of Drag Race U.S. Um, and then, of course, once Canada and U.K. hit, we're like, oh, well, that one's close to this one. But it was U.K. that really kind of made me think, no, we can't keep comparing these girls to other girls. So while, yes, there are similar motifs sure. for Karen, um, these motifs can exist in different books. And Absolutely. And that is kind of like my mindset going forward. I think she's going to have, maybe a similar talent level. Mm -hmm. Let's hope she doesn't have the same background. Um
0: I mean she did have a little controversy preseason. Um uh so she's addressed it. It seems everyone's content with the um statement. But yeah, I I hope she's gonna do well because she she is a, as she says, a living office legend. She's a middle-aged bookkeeper and she is, if not the most famous number two behind art.
1: Yeah. And I mean between like drag names that actually inspired me like karen from finance is obviously one that just like it makes you laugh because if you've ever worked in an office (laughs) you like it comes up at one point yeah todd from hr no it's karen from finance
0: yeah um jojo loves karen and the outfit and she's gonna take it she took her land it's only fair she takes her costume that was again good 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 one-liner And it's just interesting, again, art comes in first, Karen is in last. Nice sandwich. So producers, good one. Good, good job. The alarm sounds, and it's really happening. Rue arrives looking like he's part owner of the Miami Dolphins, saying g'day, g'day, g'day. (laughs) Um, Scarlet, please don't shit your pants, because I don't think there's a budget to clean the floor if you shit your pants. But Rue shares that the mini challenge is Rue is developing a new movie called Thar, inspired by the blockbuster movie Thor. And from the set of Thor, New Zealand's native son, Taika Waititi, would oversee the auditions. Were you familiar with Taika Waititi?
1: I was. um, I didn't get to see him in such a comedic light, obviously. I think previously i just known him for his amazing work. Yeah. Um, And I was just kind of pictured him being more serious and like hoity-toity in a way. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to have that like twist and have him be fun and jovial. Is, is he part of our community? I don't think so. So he's just
0: gay and loves Drag Race?
1: I think so. That's cool. Uh, we need more people like that. I mean, we had Anne Hathaway last season, so... Well, no comment. Well, she she has, she
0: has a gay brother, so that that's why. Um... We get a video message from Taika as he says that they are looking for an intergalactic superhero with the pluck of Princess Leia, the ferocity of Black Widow and the Adam's apple of Chris Hemsworth. Funny, that's that's funny. Um, and then they're all checking their, their 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 their
1: throats. Everyone's just rubbing their throats, you know. Yeah. They'll get to that later too when they touch.
0: <sighs> <laughs> we get on set and speaking of touching, we see two hunky pit crew members that I shall now deem them as the Down Under crew.
1: Yep, we're already following all of them on Instagram.
0: Are you really?
1: Uh, somebody made it really easy. Uh, one of the uh, Instagram people, uh, Rob Anderson, he, like, posted the, like, the really hunky one and, like, gave uh, everyone the link to his Instagram profile. <laughs> and even from his, like, Instagram story to when you clicked on the link, the number of followers skyrocketed. That's funny. So... Hey,
0: listen, a follow is a follow. Rue sits in a director's chair, and let's be honest with her with ourselves. Tyka's video was clearly filmed afterwards.
1: The reactions didn't even line up. I was going to say, do you think it was, it almost seemed like it was filmed before. Maybe, like, maybe. I don't even know the timeline. We know that it didn't happen at the same time.
0: <laughs> um, The amount of post-production of this episode is more than I think we've seen on any episode of the series it was insane but
1: it seemed like a kid who was submitting a paper at (laughs) 3 a.m that was really due at midnight yep that's basically how this episode went
0: um so the challenge is to read the lines on the cue cards oh did rue mention that the character is from the planet thickening with a thickening accent yes we are doing a lisp gag a lisp gag when you have a judge and a contestant both with a slight lisp. Not cute, really insensitive. Uh, maybe I am alone on that, but yeah, I it didn't don't like come
1: that. Come across it didn't come across well, and then also too, like I don't know who on the, the Drag Race side thought this was a good idea, but it's not Drag Race U.S. It's it's Down Under. They already have an accent that they're going with. Right. so unless they're going to like reach it to extreme comedic levels which some of them did yeah and it, i think it paid off for them but you just don't do that
0: no it was it was really unfortunate um and like, when like we can get- you imagine if
1: they do this same challenge on drag race España when like you'll have people from like cotillion spanish and like oh my god <laughs> they're gonna be like i don't see any difference i don't <laughs>
0: it's true it's true and 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 obviously when we get to Kita, she's fair game for this but i don't know i mean when it comes to lisps i'm very sensitive to, to it i don't have one i've never had one but i know a lot of people who have and do it's just one of those things i just that is a borderline not a okay thing for me so i had issue with this it is interesting that it was an acting challenge when usually we get a photo shoot um from the previews i thought this was gonna be mad max inspired because obviously mad max in australia but it wasn't it was whatever this hell was um but let's go through it a little bit um art really gets those ths she's very funny very charismatic um maxi comes on with some good banter with rue as she says uh she's gonna take someone's eye out with those things which max then touches her earrings very witty very very smart and very classic at drag um down Under crew members, Sean, gives her the clap. Um, I think there are a lot of people who will clap for Sean.
1: Oh, I think God, so. those fucking
0: abs. Yeah. Those abs, they were yummy. Um, as JoJo says, JoJo will not fuck sister, but she will colonize the colons of the Down Under crew.
1: There are a lot of these like Australian history jokes in there, which I'm living for, but yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't become contrived.
0: I don't think it will because Jojo's gone. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, Spoiler! <laughs> yeah, um, but Jojo is mad. I'm mad. She's doing a great Hulk impression, even though she's supposed to be doing Thor. Um, funny, funny, but Rue's laughing and obviously we know that is the most important thing. Make Rue laugh. Um, even her line readings were pretty funny, so Jojo did okay. Scarlet has laser boobs and, and plays well with Rue. Um Coco plays a little bitty child, and then she gets a little crunk, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera, is doing her best Mae West, and she really found that sweet spot. She, oh, I thought yeah. she did
1: very well. I think yeah. hers did stand out a bit more than the other ones. Like yeah. also, to again, the editing was just it's kind of weird. Like obviously, yeah. you got like people doing a motion thing, you got people doing lip uh, the the lisp. So like mm. very weird editing. You don't actually know who is the best one no. overall
0: no um so we have a kidamine party um again at least she was a good sport about this we did see her say some of the lines um I don't know I, I i i it's it's hard if she's okay with it then I guess I shouldn't be offended but yeah then we had aniga Anita whose anger was the same as her happy and rue was very confused and again I'm telling you this is Marty gold comics <laughs> it, it was totally Marty um then electroshock screamed that creature out of her body i guess screaming makes rue laugh and um even that little last shake electra does with her best hiding and classic gap tooth whistle it made real laugh karen from finance dances and she is very white yes very white um karen could not get the last line out I don't know what that line was supposed to be because I didn't really read the cue card well, but she couldn't couldn't say it. But the verdict is in, and the winner of the mini challenge is Electra Shock. The girls are shocked.
1: A little surprising on that one. A little.
0: She wins a dazzling necklace set from Fierce Drag Jewels. Oh, wowie. Wow, wow.
1: Listen, the shipping and handling on that <laughs> just to get it down there is going to be worth more than the prize money. So it's true.
0: It's like Fierce Drag Jewels has given contestants like $2,500 gift certificates for Fierce Drag Jewels. She's just getting
1: a necklace? Just the one.
0: Just one. Um, Cool. For our very first Maxi Challenge, they are going to throw a Get to Know You Ball. They will serve two looks on the runway. First category is Born Naked, Doing New Drag Illusion, and second category is No Place Like Home, a look inspired by their home. Um, if you had to do a look, um, for a no place like home, what would your look be? Oh, where is home? What, 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 where do you call home?
1: So I grew up actually, I mean, this, this could be the perfect look. I just come out looking like a fucking house. Uh, I am from Levittown, which is one of the most iconic suburbs in mm-hmm. U S history. Obviously we you know, we got a little fancy line and, little shop of ours you know no yeah. fancy like levittown yeah but it was all of these kind of like cookie cutter houses um but the weird thing about it is whoever laid out the streets was like on acid or something <laughs> there was no such thing as like walking around the block you had to like meander honestly you could do it drunk and you'll get home but if you get sober <laughs> you might get lost so just come out looking like a fucking brick house
0: there you go it's now time for some station claiming. Uh, the luggage is set in the entrance and everyone's scrambling to get their bags and grab their stations. Electra starts licking the wall to claim it because she's a fucking weirdo. Etc., etc., etc. Also, I'm just going to say it to the audience I can't spell the word etc. I don't know why I have such a hard time doing it. In my notes, I will probably start just doing um, ETC but I can't spell it. I just fucking can't do it. That and the word definitely. Don't ever ask me to spell it. I'll never be able to do it.
1: Yeah, et cetera is definitely a weird one. It's,
0: it's um, weird. I
1: she think everyone weird. pretty much just uses the abbreviations at this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Coco and et cetera are in the little corner being the color commentary of what the girls look like out of drag. They're a little bitchy and catty, but hey, this is drag. This is something that happens. Um, Etc. says that Anita's nose is quite defining and wonders what it looks like without the contour. Me! Definitely,
1: definitely shady. Yeah. Jojo
0: finds Scarlet to be trade and quite nice with a nice Caucasian backside. Um, I didn't really notice Scarlet's but I'm sure it's beautiful.
1: I'm sure you didn't notice it. <laughs> I did not all. at all. No, no. certainly not. Let, you couldn't even just, that no. once a thong came across your screen, no, you, just, like, you got all. to look away.
0: Absolutely. Um, Etc. has the nerve to say that Scarlet is cute for Perth, but not so much for other places. Like, how dare you? Scarlet's beautiful for everywhere in Australia. Not as beautiful as my Australian husband, but that's okay. You have an Australian husband? So it's a, a joke. He, he, it, we've joked that like, if he needs a green card, <laughs> we're why don't I
1: have an Australian husband? I don't Did, know. Was there, was there a sign up sheet for this? Um, if you found
0: a cute Australian boy on um, Instagram many, many years ago and then just started talking, and then that's how I met my Australian husband.
1: I found a cute Australian guy in the basement of a very dark club in Florence, but that's another story.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that sounds like it's uh, for the midnight version of this podcast. So Kidda calls Maxi the tradie of the season and calls out what heavy cosmetics can do for a gal. Mean! There's it's gonna center. be some,
1: some true shade on this <laughs> season. Sure I is. think like their level of like playfulness, though, is so intertwined with yeah. the shade that It's It's gonna it's gonna actually, I think, bring back some of like the good moments of like season five, season six. Absolutely, like of Drag Race US, I should say, for you know, the the, when this goes into a time capsule and we have 27 seasons of each one. But I think this is again, this is why I think I like this episode so much, is because those are my favorite seasons. Throw in a Bianca and just have Mm -hmm. shade, but true shade. So it's not exactly shade. I agree. Etc.
0: says that Maxi looks like a truck driver out of drag and the truck in drag, which I was like, ooh, you're mean. You're a mean one. Um, JoJo says Anita looks like uh, Pee Wee Herman out of drag. And she's, <laughs> she's not wrong. JoJo then goes back on judging a book by its cover and thinks, Electra is cute. And then, Once Karen puts on her eyebrow-concealing glasses, she struts on over in her pink sweatsuit and those giant ring glasses like the camp cow she is. Um, Clear lens is no prescription. I know a lot of people who do that.
1: It's a clever way to, you know, not do your eyebrows.
0: It's true. Electra feels like an underdog in the room and the dark horse. She has the skills and the talent to back up her performance, but not the reputation the other girls have. Obviously, we're setting this up not only for this episode, but for the entire season of her longevity. Because I don't think she's long for the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's very interesting. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what kind of story arc she's going to get. Because I don't see it being in a redemption arc. Because nothing about her is redeeming yet. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be a slow burn to crash.
0: Yeah. This is a very quick episode. It's, it's 53 minutes, but we jam a lot in there and it goes fast because we're already at elimination day. Um, and the girls are starting to get their looks together. Karen is going to be a drunk girl from a Melbourne pub um, in the competition. Scarlet wants to be topping every single week. Um, I would like to be <laughs> topping Scarlett every single day. Um, I guess this is, I was waiting for it. I was right? waiting for it. <laughs> um, I guess She is a top. Is that what we're learning here? I think that is not surprising. Find you know, her, there's so always one remember. way to find out it's true tom go find her um jojo will be dripping in fab originality for hometown uh we learned that she had lived on a mission in western australia and what's a mission art asks well according to jojo a mission is a concentration camp for black people and this is when i was like oh no we're losing jojo already bye-bye
1: yeah, uh, because you don't that, dive into the back this. Stories.
0: Yeah, you don't dive into this un- unless you know something's going on. Um, but Jojo said when she was younger she didn't like her culture because it made her stand out. She says that in each town, the outer edges of the towns would be missions where the black people would live and they could not go into town without permission, which I find absolutely wild. Um, this is a history that I obviously don't know anything about. Um because i i don't know i feel like when us americans talk about australia it's about sydney and the the opera house and the beaches and 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 olivia newton john and Kylie minogue like that's what australia is to us silly americans but they have some deep-rooted racism in their country as well
1: yeah and i mean without you know necessarily pointing the finger at anyone i mean it does come from its colonization same thing happened here in the u.s um yes americans kind of do look at australia and the down under because obviously the season encompasses more than just australia um as things like happiness fun beaches go sydney mardi gras and everything like that but obviously it's always got that little dark history behind it yeah
0: well, she's not going to go as Newcastle where she is from. She's going to go as her culture because that is who she is now. And I respect that. I think that was really cool. We shift gears a little bit and get a very controversial question. Uh, Electra decides to ask Kidda if she's scared for the Born Naked Runway. And we learn that the Kidda we see now is not the Kidda of past. If you are familiar with House of Drag, you will see Kida of past because she was a much, much bigger person. Um, the concept to her is scary, but she has struggled with her weight until she got gastric sleeve surgery and she's happier as she's still got a journey to go on. Um, the only other queen that we've really ever, um, seen that kind of backstory of being a larger queen to a smaller queen, um, is Tempest du Jour. Yeah. Um, and they... Coincidentally, are very similar styles of drag. Um, It's campy and it's big. Is it easier to be a campy queen as a larger person than it is to be any other style of drag artist?
1: I think, unfortunately, it does lend itself to that field of comedy because in all of the the genres of drag you can really do not everyone's going to be able to pull off a fishy feminine form um and if your wheelhouse of comedy is already in kind of that like self-deprecating mode um, if your confidence isn't as strong but you get moments of joy out of making people laugh even that's at your expense i think it does kind of unfortunately push some of these people into that type of drag which It's nice to see them excel, but it's also unfortunate that that's the cost.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, again, it's really cool that we are going to get to see this story and see the visibility of how you can make yourself better by whatever means. And and she does seem happier and, and a happy yeah. person.
1: And so, I want to uh, see that transform into like new drag for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously going back and like watching house of drag and like seeing kind of how she acts there. I think we are seeing a different drag queen here.
0: Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I'm also curious to know how that dynamic fits Anita and Kita, because you know, Keita was the big girl of the duo. Um, so now that they're both skinny bitches, what's it going to be? I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out um
1: sister rivalry i know right
0: jojo asks anita how she feels about competing against kita and she goes on to say that she always felt like the sidekick which is very interesting um scarlet decides to ask kita and anita who's going home if they're both in the bottom anita says it depends on the lip sync song and kita after scarlet pushes says anita kita thinks she'll kick anita's ass Anita thinks if Kita goes home first, it might give her a bit of doubt about their duo. And if this is not a setup for a versus Anita lip sync this season, I don't know what is. it is. RuPaul's Drag Race, destroying friendships and businesses.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be an interesting thing to see, like, if they do fight it out, or if one's going to bow out gracefully. Right. Or well, do we have another twist of a Ginny Lemon? Oh my God,
0: That would be crazy. Well, speaking of wild, crazy things, we hear a scream in the workroom, Scarlett's silicone bodysuit rips. As JoJo says, she's serving C-section. Scarlett is trying to sew it up as she can, but I I was scared for this. Um, What would you do in that situation?
1: I don't even know. I saw, like, obviously we heard the scream, then it pans the camera over to her. And... At first I like we only see the hip one and then it shows the back. The back. I audibly gasped because I know how much she must have planned to get that ready and like obviously that's not a cheap garment.
0: Not at all.
1: And there is no fixing that. There's no, no coming out of that. And I don't think there's any way that she could have stored it better. I don't like there's so many things that obviously things just go wrong i think she did the best she could obviously we knew for the the runway she didn't plan to wear that um the mesh kind of cape with it uh robe i should say um i think that was a very clever way to hide the back i don't know if we fix the back we don't Mm -hmm. see it that that's one (laughs) nice post-editing they did um but yeah we still see the one on the side and I think her reaction would, would have been the same as mine. <laughs> Grab the stapler first. You're already wearing pads. Just see yeah. if it holds. I've I've stapled myself into a dress the night of an event where things like ripped. Um, one of the first things I had ever sewn, um, I didn't sew the zipper on correctly. And in the middle of me entertaining a crowd, the whole back just frays open. And I just jumped off the stage. Looked like it was planned. It was not. I ran to the dressing room and there was like, like a staff of people there and I was like, just fucking staple me and just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's night. tough.
0: And I, I don't know Silicon well enough to know why that would happen. um Like, obviously you prepare for the show and like you put it on before you pack it. I don't know if, if there was just an oopsie, like someone pulled the wrong way or what would have happened, but what an unfortunate timing.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's because on certain areas, the silicone's going to be thin. Yeah. Um, and traditionally suits like that are supposed to be just on your skin with like oil right. underneath it. Like it's supposed to lube yourself up and like slide into sure. this thing. But she's wearing, okay, but here's what also confused me. She was wearing all of her tights. That's what did it because the fabric, the friction is right. what held the silicone down. So when she went to pull it up, that's why it broke
0: yeah i don't i mean i don't know why she would have worn tights that's a really good point the only thing i could see is that they said you have 10 minutes to get into your next look and she wouldn't have had time to put the tights on i don't know that's a conjecture um even though i will call out her fucking white tights when we talk about her look um but yeah i i really don't know it was unfortunate and yeah we've seen queens have catastrophes with their look uh, in the workroom before but this is probably the worst one
1: yeah, this is the most unfortunate because she couldn't really do anything no, about it. Because well, this most was of the, the other issues. Look. Yeah, most of the other issues you could patch it up somehow. Yeah. Um, I would have just kept my hand on my hip the entire time, just yeah. like just RuPaul stands out the entire way. Just lady <laughs> of liberty. It.
0: Well, speaking of RuPaul, it's time for the runway. RuPaul <laughs> walks out looking like Grandma. Room that gray wig and the dark blue gown. Good on you, owning up to your old age, RuPaul rue introduces her bestie michelle visage she tells us that ar- australia was originally a penal colony how inappropriate of a comment for what's going to happen on the runway later um hmm, she's going to fit right into this uh country this just it just doesn't age well like no i would have cut it out and done something in post-production and like have a different line i don't know not
1: good i'm just thinking about how awkward it must have been because you know that like whoever was in charge of it whether it was RuPaul herself or whatever there must have been a moment where, like okay guys we're gonna pretend that I'm actually here but I'm not here
0: oh, we're, 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 we haven't quite gotten to that yet oh believe me because we <laughs> have to we have to introduce say hello to the make-a-wish kid of the panel the super funny the cute as a button Conan O'Brien's unofficial son Reese Nicholson um he is quick. He is funny. I've I've followed him for quite some time. I love him. Um, I think he's one of my favorite judges we've had as one of the main panelists.
1: Yeah, he's I think so good. Anytime we have a comedian, mm-hmm. you're going to get good stuff out of
0: it. Yeah, um, I think him and Alan Carr are possibly my two favorite. But I loved his exchange about whether he should call Rue father or mother, and Rue says call her the one who signs the checks. And he says, hey, Daddy. Reese, you can call me Daddy anytime you want. Um, but I, <laughs> Reese Nicholson, A+. I was disappointed that it was not Joel Creasy who was our um, panelist. Put them both on the show. I know they're both white twings, but whatever. Um, Reese is really going to be good. I'm so excited to see more from him.
1: Yeah, I'm happy he's one of the staple judges.
0: Yeah. We have an extra special guest judge. It's It's Boy Room. A dingo ate her, ba- her makeup. Um, if you listen to the preview podcast, drink every time Rue references a dingo ate my baby. It happened. It's going to keep happening. So take a drink. Um, so no one really knows as of this recording what happened. What do I you heard, think happened? I, I've heard a rumor and this makes sense. Um, she says that, you know, lost in, tra- in transit. But I have heard that apparently Raven may have been in quarantine for testing positive for COVID and was not allowed in New Zealand.
1: Yep, that's what I've heard. She was
0: also the only one approved on the team to do the makeup, so they had Rue not in drag and film the other parts post-production.
1: But here's the thing. We know why, number one, Raven is currently RuPaul's makeup person. You would think after the exchange that brought on Raven... That at some point Rue would have a plan B. Right.
0: Does Raven not have an assistant
1: with her? Exactly. Um, like there's was there there's no contingency plan. Girl, you're hosting a television show. Right.
0: Now we're we're not going we're we're not here to read RuPaul. Uh, no, for no, Not no. knowing how to do your own makeup at this point in your career. Never. That's fine. Y- Teach the kids of your show to do their own shit, but don't do it yourself. We're not, we're not gonna critique that. But there, she joked the- to fucking Tia Coffee about having a team of 50 to make her glamorous. Is Raven really the only one on that team of 50 that does makeup? Raven
1: is actually 50 people? <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I just it just really felt weird and it was uncomfortable the way they edited it. As you mentioned, it was weird
1: yeah I saw a meme earlier today actually that made me laugh because it was like guys we have to remember it's Australia so it's actually upside down she's in full drag <laughs> from the, the, the desk down
0: that's funny that is oh that's very funny um but yeah Mr Paul is doing the whole show out of drag um yeah I don't know um as you can see she looked fine but it was just it's jarring it's really really jarring yeah do you think do you think it's possible? Out of Drag Ru will be on the panel in future seasons.
1: I I mean, this is not the first time this happened in All Stars two. I think. Um, no. Three, I forget what no, season, no, it was. was she, it three with
0: the, the face, Kinney.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, it happened like while she was on the judging panel. She was boy Rue. Oh um,
0: well,
1: I mean, has, remember face Kinney when, when? Well, no, that's, that that's a, a whole other. Uh, train wreck yeah um but i think it it should just be normalized like obviously you're not getting into drag for every single show yeah but when you highlight it the way you do i think it's just it just makes it more awkward just like i agree let it go and let people say like what was up and like let the the rumors fly or whatever but just don't acknowledge it because then (laughs) it disappear it'll it'll just get swept under the rug
0: (laughs) but at the same time guess what it's making us do it's making us talk about the show
1: yes that is true
0: let's note that kendragulations is the runway song cool um our first category we got two runways to go through category is born naked and in honor we will be playing
1: naked or afraid that is a very cute segue i (laughs) enjoyed it i
0: love it um scarlet adams no designers listed um So she's got a designer badge. Um, I'm really surprised how she was able to sew it back into a presentable piece uh, because it looks all right. Um, I'm not sure, as you mentioned, if the robe was intentional or not, but it was a good addition to cover up the flaws. Her makeup, I think, is exceptional. She's definitely giving me Cameron Michaels vibes. And I think her hair is stunning and she is the fashion queen
1: of the season. Yeah, I think she pulled this look really kind of out of her ass she did. um she really pulled it together and made it presentable even though it could have been a complete disaster and yeah. yes the the makeup was flawless that hair was spectacular uh the jewelry was a little off for me um Fair. but i mean overall it's definitely a plus yeah would that would that be the naked are we going with the naked not afraid uh naked is good afraid is the bad okay let's get naked
0: yeah, I'll give it a naked. Um, Reese said that it was the meatiest tuck he's ever seen. Michelle says that she came out in a silicone prosthesis, and that's what she loves about Australian drag, and then knows the reverse tummy tuck, which was not intentional. Um, I'll give it a naked. I think it was unfortunate that it broke, but the concept was there. It was going to be good. And yeah, the audience was 63% naked, 37% afraid.
1: I'm glad next we're all up. in agreement
0: yeah next up maxi shield no designers listed this is interesting i think the jacket is something i've probably seen at rainbow before um <laughs> like every colored version of it i love the playfulness of the hair it's like the colored streaks make her look like a cool grandma um i know it's see-through and the look is wonderful for her i just wish she pushed it further like yeah, and also get used to the fucking necklaces. They're gonna be covering up that breastplate all season long.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, how many times are we gonna see the same necklace though? Hopefully right. she's gonna I mean, lef- ones.
0: Listeners, please track the fucking necklaces of Maxi <laughs> Shield.
1: Um yeah, I do like this look. Um, I like the nod that it was, obviously to Madonna. Um but it could have been a little bit more nude, in yeah. my opinion. Um, it almost looked like so the, the traditional Madonna look is like a clear plastic yeah but this was like bubble wrap. so it, it was kind of obscuring <laughs> it. Yeah it, it definitely looked like it was just rolls of bubble wrap made into a jacket uh, which is why it's from rainbow. Um, it's true. Yeah I, I like the nod but I don't think it carried through all the way. So I would say I'm naked and afraid on this one. Actually. That's fair. I'm kind of in between.
0: Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I am very much meh on it. I will give her a naked because I will not be doing it later. Um, maybe I will. I will see. Um, out of, but yeah, out of all
1: the other girls, I'm going to go with naked for her.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go naked for Maxi. The audience was 67% naked, 33% afraid. Electroshock, no designers listed. It's gonna be a theme. Um, this that might is be inspired a
1: good for this one.
0: Yeah, this is inspired by <laughs> RuPaul's football look from the nineties. I think it's a very interesting approach, and I would say everything from the waist up was great. I do love the big hair and the shoulder pads. And the headpiece looks like a helmet, but the bottom half just didn't make much sense. Like, where was the nude?
1: Exactly. From like the nips down, nothing exciting happened. Yeah. It was just you put all that effort into kind of this shoulders up piece. Why not get like even just a bodysuit that has a little contour like graphic to it or something? Um, At that point, I even wouldn't say that it was a tribute because like I don't think it did the full thing.
0: Absolutely. Um, But again, the top up looks 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 great. Michelle says that she modernized her homage to Rue. It was simple, but it worked. And I agree that like, just give me a photo with the top up and it's it's, it's wonderful. But um, I have a feeling that Electroshock is not a fully realized runway queen.
1: Yeah, and I think that we kind of got a glimpse of it too when she said like, oh, how long have you been doing Dragon? She said eight years well, what have you accomplished in eight years? Sure. This, this runway was like that in action. It was like, yeah. how long have you been doing it? I was like, oh, well, I got this far. And it's just the shoulders up.
0: Yeah, um, and that's the, this is the problem again. I'm very much in the middle of the naked and afraid because the, the top was so good. The bottom was a mess. I'm going to give her a naked because I can't give the naked to the next one uh, that she did. So I'll give her a naked here. <laughs>
1: I will actually go with afraid on this one. And
0: that's fair. The audience was 40% naked, 60% afraid. Next up, we got Coco Jumbo, no designers listed, and rightly so, because you don't want to admit you made that. Um, we've got a contender for one of the worst looks ever, and don't worry, <laughs> La La Re, you are still the worst. Uh, this was one hell of a mess of a look. I like the concept. It was camp, but the execution was terrible. They did look like cushions and pillows you would have made in home ec class in sixth grade. It was a complete miss. The giant earrings, his bracelets, weird. Um, I will say that her beat was definitely giving me these like Jiggly Caliente vibes. Very, painted very similar to her.
1: Yeah, I like the concept behind the look, but I don't even think, obviously we knew it was not executed well. No, But I don't think... Even the attempt at executing it worked. Either I love the concept. I love that you're hiding behind a drag persona, and you're trying to showcase that you're naked. But just slapping a big old face on you is not the way to do it. And, and what's unfortunate,
0: yeah, underneath
1: it, it just there was nothing to it. It was just right. a, a, a beige suit.
0: And what's unfortunate is, I think it's a cool concept to have these like cartoonish characteristics of the the look. We just saw Gottmik do something similar and it was executed flawlessly. Yes. I believe that was Marco Marco, but I mean, come on, you got to step it up. Like if you Coco Jumbo thought this would work on the runway when you left Sydney to go to Auckland to film this sis, you're delusional. Yeah. Um, Michelle says that the idea was there, but the execution was not. Reese says that it looked like she got Kmart cushions and kind of stuck them to the bodysuit. I agree. This is
1: definitely afraid. Definitely afraid.
0: My my audience was really really confusing here. Um, twenty nine percent naked, seventy one percent afraid. <laughs> one person's like, I liked it. I was like, I love your drag, and I appreciate you. You like this? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Next we have etc. etc. Um, look by Connor Edward Milton. Hair styled by Vistoso Designs. This was a statement, um, a very bold statement that needed an explanation, but she served a purpose. Her drag has said something. Um, Etc. uses non-binary, and they are channeling non-binary finery, as they say. It's a conflict of femininity, femininity and masculinity. There was a lot of glamour to the look, but I think it needed to be pushed even further. Like, go for it.
1: Yeah, if you're going to go with such a, a highly powerful conf, uh, concept and a message, it definitely showcased the glamour of it. And you have to see some of the gore, too, that accompanies it. But something about, I think, the way it kind of draped, it almost seemed like mm-hmm. it was partially hiding itself, which that, again, could be part of the message. Maybe that is, like, you're trying to conceal this kind of trauma underneath. Yeah. Um, but... Something Yeah, something was missing.
0: It felt very much like Mama Queen on Drag Race Holland. There was a purpose, but the execution didn't stand on its own. Without the story, it was lost. Also, the lighting didn't allow you to see the stoning in the hair. It's on Instagram. It's exceptional, and it really highlights the classic hairstyle. Very, very strong. Yeah. Um, et cetera, et cetera is a very interesting character on this show already because we have seen four different sides we've seen the kooky side we've seen the bitchy side we see the fashion side we've seen the camp side she's very versatile and that's exciting to me so i'm oh, really first queen yeah i am excited to see what she's going to bring to the season
1: yeah uh i'm pumped because if she's going to come out with such dramatic pieces already I Can't wait to see what she has. In store. Yeah,
0: I do worry that she's going to get lost, um, in the shuffle that is Art Simone and Karen for finance, but I, I think she's going to do well. And I'll give it a like
1: I feel like she'll stand out because Karen and Art are both kind of like can't be fun, and I think she's more high concept, which that's fair, that's fair. It should allow itself a distinguished moment, but who that's knows, fair. you know. We yeah. saw the editing on this, so we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's true. Well, uh, I'm I would definitely naked, go yeah. with naked as well.
0: 75% naked, 25% afraid. JoJo's a hoe. No designers listed. She is going as pre-colonization goddess, so the bush is showing. Um, the braids are great. The beat is nice. Um, it's all about the middle. Girl, you're on Drag Race. Put this shit on before you throw it in your suitcase. You must have known you'd be called out for not... for showcasing that middle part and not pulling the garment down and pulling the tights up. No excuses. Just just bad.
1: Yeah. And j- obviously this is a, a handmade bodysuit um, designer. Do, well, do we have I mean, one?
0: I believe she made it. That's kind of what Coco alluded to in uh, The Untucked. Uh,
1: just Attention to detail, you know, mind your P's and Q's and make sure you tuck in your butt. She had a decent amount of contour on those titties. Um, She obviously had her her natural hair, um, Merkin. And then she turns around and just just like an eyeliner crack line. Yeah. You could have contoured the booty a little bit to like make it voluptuous.
0: Yeah um michelle calls it too simple and that's the s- nicest thing you can say about it i have to go afraid on this i'm sad to say i'm it gonna again. go
1: afraid on this one as well
0: audience was 15 percent naked 85 percent afraid karen from finance look by isaac loomis hair by integration shocker earrings by 3d printed accessories this is camp done right what a hilarious look the glitter bodysuit Fine, it's campy, but then removing the bikini to not only show the tan line, but it's in another glitter color. Priceless! This was so fun, and then the curtains match the drapes with the yellow flower coochie. She's funny. She she's fucking polished.
1: Yeah, when she first walked out in that kind of muumuu, and like the voiceover says, like, "Oh yeah, Karen would never do this. She's a conservative gal," and. I was like, don't tell me she's going to keep this muumuu on. And then you got like a glimpse of the spark. It was like, okay, great. We're going to have a reveal. And then it became a two piece. I'm like, oh no. And then she took the two piece off. I was like, yes, this is perfect. This is everything I wanted right now. That's how you do, as you said, camp drag for a new illusion. It was so illusion. smart. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because again, if you saw Karen for finance do like a high fashion new illusion, it wouldn't make sense because that's not what Karen does. This was executed so smartly, so well. Um, yeah, I, 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 she set the bar very high for herself, but Reese says that the, that she was so funny. and looks really great. Michelle says that she comes with a reputation and she has come out with a bang. Her look was ridiculous. I have to give it uh, a naked. Absolutely. Definitely a naked 86% naked, 14% afraid. Anita Wiglet, uh, look by Carrie Trent, Rin uni air by Michael Irwin nails by Joelle Thompson girl. This was so basic and boring like what are you doing? Um, the character of Eve makes sense. I get why she's going for it but the snake was weak the, the I mean it was styled fine but the, the, uh, it was boring. The nude catsuit was fine. It was just, I want more I expect more out of you especially knowing what you do in Auckland.
1: Yeah it was just so lackluster if we're gonna do Eve, do Eve like bold, big drag, like have yeah. big ass Ivy have like a bodysuit that maybe fits you. Yeah. Um, this felt like the aftermath of a reveal. Yeah. It also, it felt like the bodysuit was made for somebody who's half the size. Just yeah. the, the, the scale was entirely off. Um,
0: yeah. It, it didn't work. um, Afraid. Absolutely afraid for it. Afraid. (laughs) Audience was 30% naked, 70% afraid. Next, we got ketamine. Hairstyled by Esther. Look by Tom and B. Nails by Nailed by Adriana. So the hair is great and the beat is on point. I don't quite get the concept, but I'm glad to see she's happy and comfortable in her skin. Um, I will say I'm very confused by one thing. The balls on her body on the show look white. She says, and in the photos I've seen now, they were pink. Um, is this a black and blue dress fiasco again? Am I not seeing the right colors?
1: I feel like it's the lighting on the stage again I think it's <laughs> I think it's a similar problem we had I mean yes, Rose's orange dress was a little yeah but I think the lighting is what's the problem
0: yeah um, because
1: all of the colors on the stage are very geared towards one type of color scheme and it does skew your perception of that color or yeah. colors that are adjacent to it so and then obviously complementary colors art theory let's go into a nice full art history degree um no i think it's it just didn't do her justice yeah after looking at instagram and elsewhere i mean i still don't get the look entirely right. but like the color yeah it, it definitely did change
0: and, and again like i i'm i don't have a degree in art history and uh, in art and everything but i just don't I'm, I'm i'm struggling to grasp how pink goes to white
1: optics it's a crazy yeah, thing
0: it, yeah so interesting um afraid it just didn't make sense
1: afraid for this one unfortunately i know she audience, she stepped out of her comfort zone but afraid. she didn't
0: the audience was 37 naked 63 percent afraid Finally, we got Art Simone, Looked by Tamara Claire. Nails by Royal Claws. Shall we give her the crown? Is it too early? Um, (laughs) We've seen Chelsea Boy do a concept very similar to this on Drag Race Holland, but there is something about Art's version that is just so much more editorial. Um, She struts the runway like it's her bitch. The beat is stunning, even on the nude side. The stoning is out of this world um again color theory the blues and purples worked wonders together this is dragged done right
1: yeah this one i fell in love with when i walked out i did obviously think back to chelsea boy and i like chelsea mm-hmm. boys for one reason and i like this one for a different reason yeah yeah as you said this one's a bit more editorial it's a bit more i mean it itself is more structured yeah i think um Chelsea Boys was more artistic because it had more of the diagonal drama going back to, again, art history, renaissance, the the, the slanted. Um, Whereas arts is, it's art. (laughs) I mean, that's basically what it is. She carried her drag into this piece. I do wish actually there was a little bit more stoning um, on the nude side, Mm -hmm. but I think it was still done tastefully.
0: Yeah, I I was so amazed by this. Michelle got really excited and loved the way she held herself and thought the stonework was beautiful. Reese said both looks were the types of things you go, ah, fuck, because they're so good. Naked, no other option.
1: Yeah, naked.
0: 92% naked, 8% afraid. So those bitches who are 8%, I'm going to find you. I'm going to question you. Category is No Place Like Home. And in honor, we will play friend of Dorothy or enemy of Dorothy. Get it? Get it? Yeah, you hate that one. That was bad. <laughs> Listen, I'm running out of things because fuck, we've we've got this runway theme on uh, Drag Race UK twice. I have to, sh- to shift it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going with Oz. They, it's no place like home. We're gonna go with it. So apologies, friends. First up, Scarlet Adams from Perth. Wigs by Wigs by Vanity. Nails by Freddie. Bur- be perfect. Look by Scarlet um her beat is absolutely breathtaking and that red hair is done right obviously it's wigs by vanity of course it's going to be perfect um so she's a black swan because it's the state animal of western australia the swan head on the arm is very camp yet everything about the look is fashion so it's a nice blend of the two i just don't love those white tights i get it and i know i'm being nitpicky here but it threw me off
1: yeah yeah It could have been a moment to go with like a nude shimmer that I think would have been better because there's you have the um, I don't I haven't brushed up on my birds recently but you have the crow or the raven feathers one has a a green tint I know from that show we watched on something something Um, but yeah don't put white next to that yeah that's that's the moment where. A lot of the times, a lot of queens don't like those uh, shimmer tights that a lot of queens put underneath the fishnets that look like a shaved leg. That's the time to wear it because those actually have like some iridescent colors and have played really well with those feathers. Yeah,
0: it's and I get why she picked white because I'm assuming there's white on the uh, uh, swan. I don't know. It just didn't work for this runway because everything else was so good. Um, Rue calls this a very nice outfit. Thank you, Rue, for speaking up. Um, <laughs> friend of Dorothy. I, I was a fan of it, even though those tights ruined, almost ruined it completely.
1: Yeah, friend. Just, I mean, the, the whole concept was beautiful. The hair, again, I want that wig. Yeah, I'm going to start uh, investing in short-ass wigs like that.
0: You should. Um, or just keep dyeing your hair.
1: Or that too, yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> keep this boy hair going and just live out my life.
0: Friend of Dorothy, 70%, 30%, enemy of Dorothy. Maxi Shield, Balani. Um, Balana, I don't know how she said it. it. Whatever they said, it did not sound like what's written, but no designers listed. As someone said, she looks like a goldfish. Um, this place is known for their big prawns. I think she's got the camp down right with the head that looked cheap as hell, um, despite the stoning. It was very cheap looking, but the hair is atrocious. Like it's a mess, and it's not because she had a prawn head on. But she's serving body. Um, and I yeah, think the was, look is what you expect from an old-fashioned Australian queen. It is very Priscilla.
1: Yeah, she was definitely smart to drop that prawn head right at the top of the stage. Uh, don't bring that one out. No. Um, and this is, I mean, it's back to back. This is when you, you see a great wig and now you have this wig. It was so bad. The contrast is just terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, outfit itself cute campy nice little nod to her homeland but
0: i'm i'm again i'm very mixed here because i liked the after part but the head is so part of it and i it was it was bad yeah um i'm gonna go enemy of dorothy i'm
1: gonna go with enemy too
0: Alright, audience was 54% friend of Dorothy, 46% enemy of Dorothy, so everyone's confused. We don't know how to feel about it.
1: I mean, that's a pretty good even split, so it's it not like we're far off from the rest of your audience. It's
0: true. Um, Electra Shock from Auckland. No designers listed. Um, she's bringing you the land of a hundred lovers. Um, this is layers and layers of crap. Um, this looks like a design challenge, and this is not. This is something she brought. She brought this. She done had done this to herself the hearts look like they're from michael's the rainbow looks like it was stolen off of pride float and the hair is thirsty
1: yeah i think it was kind of said best um in a shady confessional moment i, th- I think it was jojo who said it whereas just like keep it simple stupid like edit it down there's yeah. just way too many things going on for one look
0: um, her beat and this is not i'm not trying to shade no no shade just tea her beat kind of looks like Willamania, mania who is a new york drag queen very very similar um paint here um yeah it's just so interesting because Electra is asked to explain her outfit and michelle just didn't see auckland even through the explanation and rue calls the hair classic um pretty hair and it was sort of confusing with the look no, it just nothing made sense about this i don't get it
1: yeah, I mean, I was very distracted for a healthy amount of time. She was on stage by her second eyebrow. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what it was, but there was like a green shape that looked like yeah. an eyebrow that was below her actual eyebrow. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a makeup professional, but I do not believe that's how you cut a crease.
0: No, there was a lot of blending issues going on on that face. Um, it's an enemy of Dorothy this is, is no. no 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 no
1: yeah this one's definitely enemy how many people say, do not even tell me people said that they like this one
0: 22% friend of Dorothy 78% enemy of Dorothy
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to track these people down
0: I don't know if people didn't see the show or they did see the show I don't know if it's just going based on the photos I just posted but questionable <laughs> very questionable Speaking of questionable, ah, uh, Coco Jumbo from Coffs Harbour. She's gone ape shit. Coffs Harbour is the home of the big banana, and therefore she's King Kong. Great. Um, she's a gorilla, and I get there are chaps and all, but it still looks like a monkey mascot without a head.
1: Yeah, and we're we were missing that prop of what is the big banana. Okay, cool. You come out she as a, a monkey, but like, she had a little baby banana. But like. That's not a prop. That's, a, that's no. a toddler snack and a lunchable.
0: No, that is uh, what you took off of craft services. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's probably what she did. She probably yeah. forgot.
0: I think her beat is wonderful. She really does have a great pain, but I'm so underwhelmed and overly confused by this um, because yeah, if you look at it, yeah, you can see the chaps and you can see the drag monkey out of it, but uh-uh, not for me, Not not working for me. Uh, Reese has been partial to a hairy chest and calls the look stunning. So, again, Reese, hit me up. Let's talk. Um, <laughs> I have to give this an enemy of Dorothy. I know may, that may be controversial, but I'm not here for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as much as I want to say friend, it's just, it didn't do it.
0: Yeah. Um, audience was 63% friend of Dorothy, 37% enemy of Dorothy.
1: Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Etcetera, etc. Cetera, from Canberra. Uh, dress and Corset by Aaron Carroll Design, hair by Charlemagne, Nails by Campy Claus. It's inspired by the flowing gray hills. The boning of the corset is the main streets. The parliamentary triangle is literally being pointed out by et cetera. If you have to explain it, it is not a successful look um that being said i think she looks stunning um it's a beautiful design she is kooky yet she does have this ability to serve fashion so i'm excited to see what etc is going to bring us because that is now what i'm going to call her etc um (laughs) the etc um yeah i feel like she's just way too highly conceptual um yeah, that's, that's my stance on this look. I do like it, but I am i didn't get it because it was explanation.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, and it's ironic for me to say this because I feel like I'm in the same way where I design something and I have it in my head and then I just go for it. And it's just so complex that if I just took the time and edited it down, it would probably be so much better. Yeah. Um, And the rule of thumb that I've started going with is My basic rule in life is if you have to say it, it's not true. Yeah. So uh, Dom Top Daddy, 69 on Grinder, we have to talk. Um, (laughs) But if you have to explain it, then it's not clear. It's something that, I mean, we kind of go over – in art history and architecture school um, a lot is that when you pin up your artwork or your drawings, whether they're plans, portraits or anything, you have to be able to pin it on a wall, walk 10 feet back, see it clear enough and walk out of the room and have somebody else come in and understand it. That's like the basic of getting it done. So if she just walked and there was no commentary and there was no judging and it's just you looking at it, we wouldn't get it.
0: I agree. I fully agree. The look itself, I will give a friend of Dorothy. It is a great garment. She looks beautiful in it.
1: Yeah, I love the look, and I would go friend on this one.
0: Yeah, so the audience was 76% friend of Dorothy, 24% enemy of Dorothy. Jojo Zaho from Newcastle. She is not giving you any designers listening here, but I believe she made it. Uh, She is serving you Aboriginal Empire channeling Marie Antoinette, Queen of the Corrie she's got a big surprise and it's a banner that says always was always will be. I support the message. I do not support the execution. This was not good. I wish the banner was built into the dress. Sew it in stone it in do something because when it furls up, it's literally a piece of cloth. Um, I think the Marie Antoinette out of it all was very confusing. The makeup and hair supported it, but I personally am not sure how it all tied together.
1: Yeah, and even as Michelle said, too, it was just not even together. It was kind of sloppily pinned Mm -hmm. in. Um, Again, the message, great. I'm glad that people are using the platform to carry their message. Um, But yeah, it could have been done a lot better. Um, The message of a queen is powerful and the the walk and the, the stature, but there could have been a... Better reveal as you say. I agree. Um,
0: Mich- Michelle says that this was an important statement, but when you do those things, you have to make sure every detail is covered. So when you turn around, you just saw the fasteners underneath the hair. Rue says that the, all the pieces were there, but it felt unfinished. And I, I again, the message, I love it, but it, this is an enemy of Dorothy. Enemy. Audience was 35% friend of Dorothy, 65% enemy of Dorothy. Karen from Finance from Melbourne. Uh, Look by Tristan Seaboam, headpiece by Philip Rhodes, hats, hair styled by, styled by Esther, nails by Ice Cream Nails. She is channeling a straight white woman in her mid thirties at the Melbourne Cup and AKA she is drunk. I absolutely adore the design of this. It's bold, it's print, it's fun, it's camp. The messy hair and the mascara dripping, it was just done so on point. And I think it's clear of this cast, she may be one of the ones who may have some like extra bucks in her wallet and it showed Karen knows how to sell a story and she did it on the runway and I love her.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's definitely coming in with a reputation. So, uh, you can kind of even see it the way that Michelle is judging her. And obviously we know the name Karen from finance. So I think she definitely has some coin in her purse. Yeah. Um, thanks Trixie and Katya. (laughs) (laughs) Um, hopefully that doesn't give her too much of an advantage over the other girls, but we know that it does. We we've it seen this time does. and time again. And it is unfortunate that that those with money can do the things that they can, um, until it comes time for, you know, a sewing challenge or That's something true. that they have to do in person. Um, but are we going to get that with this season? I don't know.
0: Um, <sighs> there are a lot of surprises this season, so we'll see.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think this one was just, done so well the makeup as you said was kind of perfect like if you're going to do dripping mascara that's the way you do it Yeah. Um, it was just I'm pretty sure there was even glitter inside the dripping mascara uh-huh. it was just perfect yeah. Michelle
0: says from the toilet paper to the makeup she delivered the character she does not need to speak to the manager I will also give this a friend of Dorothy like you Michelle
1: absolutely friend
0: 82% friend of Dorothy 18% Enemy of Dorothy. Anita Wiglet from Lee, New Zealand. There are no designers listed. She is a sheep. She is literally a sheep. It's very camp. Um, it's not a costume in the sense of that it's crafted clearly as a design, but this also could be a, um, a costume you see at a musical from high school.
1: Yeah, it kind of seemed like she was an extra in the nativity scene. <laughs> um, yeah. I I, think- I was confused by it.
0: I think her ability to sell the look with the runway and her personality was very important, but I'm going to need her to push harder. Um, obviously sheep in New Zealand. It's a thing we, we know about. I mean, I am i haven't watched all of the Lord of the Rings, but I'm sure there's sheep in it. Um, but I don't know. I, I love what she brought, but I, this isn't going to get you to the end.
1: Yeah. And uh, like, again, it's, it's cranked up to 12 and it's just 12 all the time. we, We're going to need range from her. Um, Because she was doing the same open mouth that she was doing the entire fucking episode. Yeah. And if I really wanted to see an open mouth like that, then, I mean, that's another story. So, (laughs) yeah, we just need more.
0: Yeah. Um, That being said, I think it was a good look. I will give it a friend of Dorothy.
1: I'm going to go with enemy. I didn't really like it. Audience was 70%
0: friend of Dorothy, 30% enemy of Dorothy. Kitamine I mean from Auckland. Uh, hair by integration. Nails by nailed by Adriana. Outfit by Jen Jones. I love this so much. What a fucking knockout. She's serving rugby, which is such a staple down under. Um, I love that she's tr- transformed a rugby uniform into something retro and fashionable and feminine. The hair is incredibly styled. Uh, integration is perfection every fucking time even when they do weird things um (laughs) but the black and white motif throughout this is a cohesive look and yeah everyone's favorite number 69 so good on you for putting there
1: yeah and it's not easy taking a rugby outfit and making it look glamorous
0: no this was so good
1: yeah uh i was very impressed with this one
0: um
1: i will give it a friend of dorothy definitely a friend for this one
0: Audience was 77% friend of Dorothy, 23% enemy of Dorothy. Finally, we got Art Simone from Melbourne. Look by Sam Passion Bolton um, and My Head's a Jungle. Hair by team by Trent Ashley. Nails by Royal Claws. So she comes out in an all black look um, and you know, something is up. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's Hosier Lane street art. It's not quite Violet Tchotchke level surprise, but I was gagged by it. Um, I think it's a brilliant idea. And the execution again was wonderful. Art Simone's very smart. The black hair was for the first part of the look and the makeup worked. But then when you really examine her eyes, when she flips that cape, it's literally all the colors of the, uh, the cape and the dress. I adore her.
1: Yeah. She is so she's so good. Disgustingly talented. I, I can't tell you how many times I've used her Instagram for references of yeah. like me doing my makeup. Um, I just find her insanely talented. I was so enamored when I met her at DragCon um, years ago. Yeah. And I was just, I was actually kind of upset that her booth was kind of empty. I was like, this is not what she deserves. You need to get your asses over here and like talk yeah. to this queen because she's phenomenal. Um,
0: I mean, yeah. she's only, like one of the only queens who can use that chunky glitter and make it look good.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I also think she must own stock and glitter because she, <laughs> the amount that she uses is obscene. But I mean the amount of drag that she
0: has is obscene, but that's a different conversation. Well, yeah. Did you
1: see her moving process on Instagram?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Oh my god. Well, number one, her the room that she has for drag, it's definitely bigger than I'm pretty sure it's bigger than her roommate's room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it she has like custom shelving in there. It's insane. yeah
0: um well as reese reese's boyfriend said um it's a strong opening and i hope you can top it uh reese is so good he's so funny um friend of dorothy this is exceptional
1: absolutely friend i adored this look and i want it i might make one
0: you should audience was 93 percent friend of dorothy seven percent enemy of dorothy Maxi, Shield, et cetera, et cetera. Anita, Wiglet, Ketamine are safe, which leaves Scarlet, Electra, Coco, Jojo, Karen, and Art as the tops and bottoms. How do you feel about that?
1: I think it was accurately done. Um, I mean, the tops were definitely the tops. Mm -hmm. The bottoms were all right. I mean, I would have maybe switched one or two out depending on, like, overall, but...
0: personally would have swapped and i know this is contradicts kind of what i said earlier about kida but i would have put kida in the top and scarlet safe um because i don't think it was fair that scarlet was safe with the mistakes on the the runway um because that swan look was not good enough to be a top for me personally
1: but i think the ball look is what kept kida out
0: I guess, I guess, I I mean, weighing the two, I feel like they both had their ups and downs for both looks. So I guess it is the the one or two little things, but um, I agree. I think everyone else was fairly placed.
1: Yeah. And then of course.
0: Yeah. It's time for Untucked Jr. Because I love how this fucking international format goes. Just keep putting Untucked in the middle of the show. I don't need a half hour of bullshittery. But the ladies come together and Coco's disappointed. She already knows she fucked up. Lip syncing is what she does for a living and she is going to put on a show. Electra knows she's going to be in the bottom um, because she says it was an aesthetic thing. Yeah, okay, girl. Kidda says that maybe Electra's colors clashed a little bit and the girls all laugh, but Electra's not having this. So she snaps back and says, as long as people know there is more to New Zealand than sheeps and all black. Putting a dig at Anita as well. Oh yes. Like again, she is an employee of the two of them, so they must be like very close. If you're if you're gonna dig at them like that on episode one of Drag Race.
1: Yeah, and then especially too, like again, do they know that they're all coming here? Did they make an agreement that like what happens in the workroom stays in the workroom? Right. <laughs> um,
0: Yeah. Jojo is glad the focus is off her because she knows she's going to fall apart, so she walks away to listen to her music and she says she gets what the judges were saying and it breaks her heart to let herself down oh that was so hard to hear because i'm that person as well um we have coco telling jojo to get it together and she encourages her that she got up on that stage in outfit she made herself so i believe that is confirmation that jojo is the cause of her own demise um
1: yeah once you contribute it to yourself you're kind of pushing yourself to defeat
0: exactly and jojo is going to have a lip sync that's tighter than a fish's asshole and that's watertight i didn't like that i don't want to think about that ever again <laughs> but we are going to bring back my geckos um is geico sponsoring is that what's going on here
1: maybe i don't know world uh WoW presents plus doesn't really have commercials now does it
0: no it doesn't but rue out of drag has made some decisions Karen from Finance wins the week and she receives $3,000 cash tip from Mary's Pop-In in Adelaide. Scarlett Adams is safe. Art Simone is safe. Coco is safe, leaving JoJo and Elektra as the bottom. Do you agree?
1: I mean, I would have put Anita in the bottom.
0: Interesting. Okay, okay. Um, I probably swapped out Jojo for Coco personally because that first look was. Oh
1: definitely. yeah, true. I could see that as well. Terrible. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, uh, the next thing that happens is something I literally hate. It's Rue trading off the good luck and don't fuck it up with out of drag Rue and in drag Rue. I hated it. Don't ever yeah. do that again.
1: The the back and forth was it was
0: weird. The song, yeah. <laughs> the song is Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Now, when I say I screamed, I screamed because I predicted it on the preview podcast that this song was going to happen in the season. Um, I also would like to note that I screamed, and this was probably 3.45, 3.50 in the morning. So apologies to all of <laughs> Mawa, New Jersey. But um If you have not heard the Steps cover of this song, do yourself a favor and listen to it. That version of the song was my introduction to the Bee Gees. So that's why tragedy has such a special place in my heart. Um, It was a really good song to start the season off with.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a a strong beat. And yeah, I mean, obviously, the Bee Gees are like, if you're going to like do a lip sync number, especially down under, like that's that's how you do it. Yeah. just wait for oh. kylie though it's gonna be fucking intense
0: but which <laughs> kylie is gonna be that's my problem is like, like i'm i'm kind of like don't do any kylie because i want them all um but maybe she's
1: just, maybe she's just gonna be the guest judge on like all the rest of the episode i'm here
0: for it um or olivia newton john she just wants her xanadu uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> electra brought you energy from the start she's like i am not going out of here without a fight like not you do you talk about Anita at 12. She was at 12 with that entire performance. I really love the campiness that they brought as they interacted, but Alexa just nailed it while Jojo looked like she was still upset and rattled.
1: Yeah, it was when the lips when the whole thing really started, it I was annoyed at first because it was very petty. Yeah. Um, because they were just stepping in front of each other or mainly it was Jojo stepping in front of Electra and it, it, I mean, I love a moment where it's done like campy style, like, ha I'm standing in front of you, but she was like gunning for it and it kind of put me off. Yeah.
0: Um, Cause it really didn't work lyrically. If it was lyrically there, I could understand it, but um it doesn't matter because that jump split, Electra was not messing around and then she did it again and timed it almost perfectly with the music.
1: Yeah, the second one was definitely a little off, but she recovered on that flip up or yeah. torso flip up. Yeah,
0: um, but this is how you stun. Uh, also, she must be very sore. That, that looks like it hurt. Um, yeah. I feel bad for Jojo because she is a strong performer. She just didn't have much in her arsenal to do anything with the song um, but I do worry that if Electra should lip sync again she's going to have to bring something new because the stones just won't be a shock
1: Oh, I see what you did there pun intended
0: but Electra shock stays as Jojo is the pork chop she's the gothy she's the juice box she's the room welcome to the club sis <laughs> I got the burning questions for you. What will JoJo's legacy be?
1: That's a tough one. I feel like it's all going to depend on her attitude post this. Yeah. Um, What she does on social media here on out, I think is going to be what kind of sets her path. I hope that it is maybe one of continued activism. Um, Mm -hmm. As we know, drag itself is a very activist driven art um and i really do wish that that is something she pursues but also too i want to see her really shine as an international girl down under
0: yeah it's for me it's really interesting because i feel like it's very we're gonna compare uk to down under a lot it's just it's inevitable it's gonna happen she didn't have the the fun and spark and that thing that gothy kendall had, like gothy got off the show and everyone's like justice for gothy we want to see more because gothy was weird and you could see there's growth in gothy i don't necessarily know if jojo has that same story
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see how it plays out
0: yeah now let's talk about that you did talk about how you did have a feeling where this did feel like uk are you excited for the show? Does it have the same spark or is it missing something?
1: I'm terribly excited for this season just because I, there was moments of the episode where I was stunned. I was gagged. I was gooped. All the things the kids are saying these days. Yeah. Um, And there wasn't a moment where I was watching it and went, Oh, okay. And then like went and did something else. Sure. Ate a bag of chips or whatever. Like, uh,
0: No, she's on UK. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, I am very excited for the season. These girls are super talented. Obviously their looks are fabulous. Yeah. So I want to see what else they're packing. Also, too, I just want more of Reese. Just yeah. Just
0: he's he's good. It's fun. Snatch Game, episode two. Rue isn't playing around here. Um, and it looks like we've got Bindy who will get to play Bindi, or will we have two Bindi Irwins on the Snatch Game panel?
1: It's definitely going to be an interesting one because two. I mean, I've seen some of the like the characters that Art has done, like in her her shows, yeah, and her like home bars, and she definitely has many characters in her wheelhouse. So I'm just curious of how firm she stands her ground, or if that commercial is just a teaser for drama and she actually isn't even doing Bindi, she was just teasing sure. to get a rile. Right, like, um, and
0: and that's what's kind of fun about it because, like, obviously, comparing to UK, we almost had two Maggie Thatchers and Davina DeCampo decided to go with Julia Child. Wrong decision for her. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the two of them work this situation out. Um, but again, I predicted we were going to have a Bindi Irwin uh, Snatch Game character, so I'm terrified because i don't know how you make bindi Irwin funny without being offensive yeah what you talk about her dead dad who got eaten by a fucking animal he well he was, he eaten, was stabbed i know he was stabbed <laughs> but like ew. i mean if you do see do when at least you can make it comical because he was a walking caricature but bindi is we'll see um i don't know i'm excited but i, ca- I just cannot believe it's episode two they're doing snatch game i can't yeah. believe it
1: I mean, I'm here for it because that means we get to see more characters. Usually they wait until at least a few more have been eliminated, but I'm here for nine characters on Snatch Game.
0: (laughs) It's going to be messy. Um, Also, speaking of messy, someone did Rue's makeup in the promo preview that we saw. Um, That looks like season four Rue.
1: Yeah. I I think I still think whoever, if it's Raven in quarantine or whatever, and they figured that they got the episode two, and they're like, we have to do something. Two black eyes. Just sock and bopper, like, what is happening? It was not. Terrible. There was not even smoke. It was just pits of hell. It was, it, it was terrible.
0: Um, but I'm excited to talk about it and figure out what the hell it is. But let's do the thing I do on every podcast. And this is episode one. After one episode, the winner of the season is who?
1: Oh, it's tough because it's in my book, it's either got to be art or Karen. Like I'm, I want to go like completely go in all like one basket for art. But I feel like there might be a moment that art gets in art's own head.
0: I am famously known for reading the edit. And a lot of my decisions are reading the edit. I knew episode one, Priyanka was the winner. I knew episode one, Lawrence Shady was the winner. I knew episode one, Simone was the winner. I can't tell you this because I want it to be art. I think art is going to win. That's where my gut is telling me. But art wasn't that present in this episode of aside from shit stirring. It wasn't art's journey. But that being said, there was only one person who had a journey, and that was Electra. And I do not think Electra can win. So I'm nervous. I'm going to say the winner is Art Simone. I am not confident on this one compared to any other season. I'm not confident here.
1: I think we're going to have some high moments of drama. I think we're going to have a lip sync of Anita and Kitta. Yes. Or Kitta and Anita. That's how they go by. Um, but then I also think there's going to be another moment of drama with them and Electra too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Somehow, Could you imagine a triple lip sync between the three of them
0: yes i can because this is rupaul's drag race and rupaul likes the drama
1: we already i mean there's got to be a double save at some point in the season because we only have 10 girls for this mm-hmm. so there's got to be at least one
0: yeah well we will see where can we find you on social media and
1: venmo you can find me at Arya close that's aria with a y and close with a k
0: It has been a pleasure chatting with you and I'm sure we'll do it again when, you know, the next season comes around, whatever it's going to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, España is starting up soon. And all-star
0: six eventually, right? Oh my God.
1: It's going to be back to back to back to back to back. Could you remember that one time we went season to season and like I was just living at the bar because my tab was open the entire time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, thank you again for being here. Of course, my pleasure. Get close next time. A huge thanks to Aria for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Soundclutter, Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.